This one's gonna come a little bit closer. Oh man, you already started it. I'm not even ready yet. I don't have my pop, pop filter ready to go. Of course I started it. You know this that's how I roll. me as a Girl Scout. What does? Because I'm not prepared. Oh. Is that the only reason? <laughs> no. Hmm. Are these like racist, misogynist microphones? Probably not. I, I would hope not. Well, welcome to the... Ooh, that sounded really loud. <laughs> welcome to the Why Aren't You Famous podcast with your co-hosts, me, Ellen Cherry, and you... Andrew Grimm. Yeah. Okay. I, guess I mean, you're better. still a little bit loud, but it's not intolerable. Well, I'm, I am glad for that. I'm just going to check my remote control. For updates? No. On some drones you're flying? Yes. I'm just... Surveilling the neighborhood. Anyway, um, today is February February eighth, February eighth, twenty twenty one, in the year of our pandemic. Yeah, man. Coming up on a year. Coming up on a year. Since the, what I would I think most people in in Maryland would consider the beginning of the pandemic, which was the stay at home order, which I think was March sixteenth. Mm, was it? I thought it was like 28th. But I mean, I technically started my stay-at-home order probably like in the mid-80s. Well, you started yours in January because you were doing your sabbatical. You were... Right. Remember, you, your whole plan was like, all you suckers out there, you're going to be working. I'm taking I'm taking the next four months off and I'm going to figure out my right. stuff. I'm going to figure out the plan. And it was really special and it was bold. And, and you know was... what? Bats heard that uh-huh. and they were like... That's bat language. Mm-hmm. Actually, I shouldn't imitate bat language because I That's don't... cultural appropriation. <laughs> it's animal appropriation. Yes, yes. Hello, Maz. Um, I don't want to do that because I don't want to. I don't want to seem to have hubris in the face of an animal that um, has used its face to, like, it's is it radar or sonar? Uh, I thought it was radar. I think it is radar. Maybe it's, sonar... no, it's sonar. It's sound. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're we're idiots. <laughs> this, is, this is not why aren't you famous? Because there's that one we're, bat we're though that looks like it has a vagina on its face, and mm. it's because it's developed all of these layers that are like for echolocation. I do know that. I can't remember the name of the bat, but it's fascinating to look at and quite attractive. Yes, it is. If I might say so myself. Of course. Anyway, uh, the bats heard me say that I was. Gonna, they were like. Wait, a non-famous, a non-famous singer, not very prolific singer-songwriter in America, is about to embark on a four-month-long sabbatical that she saved up for for a year. Mm-hmm. Let's start a global pandemic. Because she thinks she's special. Because she thinks she's special. We're gonna show. We're gonna like show her. It's not. Fo- it's not wise to fool Mother Nature. Right. You know. Well, but that was like the whole thing. Like. I remember talking to you about it, and, and I was like, I was like, yeah, that sounds sounds like a really great plan. You're gonna take your time off. You're gonna, you're you were working on recovering Eurydice, and you just you know you weren't gonna do live performances, and you weren't gonna do online. So you were just gonna you weren't gonna disappear, but you were t- you're just hitting pause button on that stuff so you could focus on all the other things. Right. And then within a month, everybody was on the same sabbatical. <laughs> well, different sabbaticals. Yeah, but but it wasn't like it was it was weird because then everybody was nobody was playing live, and then right. we're all forced to like figure out software to broadcast live and what the best sound was. And I definitely, I mean, that's something that I would love to talk about briefly. Is that 
the slow understanding of my own desire. Like, I think the sabbatical was just the furly, the first, the furly. I was going to say the first and early, the furly. Furly, sure, why not? The furly um, symptoms or indications that I needed to step away from live performance for Mm -hmm. an extended period of time um, in a more deliberate way. And I think that those um, 40 weeks of performing every Wednesday live streaming really proved to me that I... um, I just, I'm not built to participate in this way. Mm-hmm. And I just don't want to. And um, I did a live taping. Actually, you ran sound. I did. On Friday for a show that is going to be for the a celebration of the eighth anniversary of my car wreck. A celebration. Mm-hmm. Maybe not of the car wreck itself. Woo! Throwing a party. <laughs> but just on the survival of it. It'll be alcohol-free party. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. Just an anniversary celebration of like a of a rebirth. Well, couldn't you just say like a a, a commemoration? Yeah, it's a that commemoration. seems so somber. Yeah, I thought it was like you know a recognition, a recognition or a recognition. Yeah, a recognition. Yeah, we're coming up with a lot of like what are those called? Portmanteaus. Oh, I was gonna say sniglets. Oh, sniglet. <laughs> Rich I, Hall. I love wearing my sniglet at night on cold winter nights. I think that's a singlet. Ah. But as, as Sniglet was, was that comic Rich Hall from... Just a little bit of tea, sir. HBO's... Andrew Grimm is pouring me some tea. That's great. Perfect. Not necessarily the news. He had a, you know, it was all these words that he made up, like dentocram. Cramming in six months of brushing in 25 <laughs> minutes before you go to the dentist. I went to the dentist today. How was it? Well, let's get... Let's finish one topic okay. of conversation, then we'll move to dentist. You sure we don't want to just ramble through it and <sighs> force, force James Baker to listen... Like a little bit more carefully. <laughs> hey, hey, Jim. How you doing, Jim? How are you doing? Um, so, wait, what was I talking about? Oh, the furly signs. Yeah, furly signs. Furly signs. Um, no, that was that was ten minutes ago. Uh, oh, just realizing that I don't like performing. I don't yet like performing for a camera. Oh yeah. And even in the forty weeks that I produced a show by myself. About halfway through, I started to get really dissatisfied with it. And by the end of it, I was just like, Ugh, I don't want to do this anymore. It feels, it felt gross to me. But even having our team of you running sound and Blani and David of WAGS Media running the video, I still didn't feel relaxed. Right. And I think part of it is that the four of us, while practicing incredible physical distancing, double masking in these situations, being very, very careful with um, our COVID protocols, careful as careful as I know any of us to be, but none of us have been fortunate enough yet to receive the vaccine, and so I think there's like an undercurrent of like being afraid of right. being in, you know, like I opened the window even though on Friday it was cold. I was like, okay, I'm opening the window to get air circulating in here, and I think things will be a little bit different in two months when the weather is slightly warmer. Right. Um, yes, I went to the dentist, and I'm happy to report that I continue to be cavity-free. Well, good for you. I have never had a cavity in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm grateful to my parents for paying for regular dental care. I've always had really good dental care, and that is a privilege, mm-hmm. incredible privilege. I've also had, like, I had really brutal times with my teeth. Yeah. I had... You had to get you had to get like nine taken out and then three put back in. I had like in. twenty-seven teeth pulled. Twenty. 
When I was in eighth grade, I had eight. I had four rows of teeth. <laughs> I was like a, I was like a guinea pig or a shark. Right, a little bit of both. Oh, a guark. Oh. A, a guinea park. Right. That doesn't make Shinny sense. pig. Oh, that makes me think like a shimmy pig. Right. Like they're dancing all night long. Um, I, no, I had eight tooth pulled when I was in eighth grade, and then I had braces for like three and a half years. Mm-hmm. It was like they moved teeth from like the back of my head to the front. It was really painful and brutal. Yeah. But good report today from the um, dentist. All looking good. Minimal tartar. Right and now they can't drink coffee anymore. Fewer stains. Oh, good for you. But bam, thanks to Chase Brexton Dental Care for people who are on Medicaid. Thank you. Shout out. Boom. Boom, Juan. Boom. That's good. Good for you. Yep. I know you got a dental thing coming up. Yeah, let's talk about that. I'm excited to talk about it. It'll be great. Taking care of your teeth is very It's not about that. Important. You know that's not about that. I had to have a tooth pulled. You don't even know that yet. I'm going to have to have a tooth pulled. They said that. I no. I can't believe you forgot this. This is going to get pulled anyhow. Maybe we should do the podcast while it's happening. I really would rather not. Do you want me to bring my Zoom? <laughs> Zoom. Before it was a Zoom meeting. Zoom. Yeah. I just want to be knocked out. The audio recording people are like, God damn it. Did they not realize? Well, yeah, that's the washer upstairs. Oh, I was like, what's that noise? Yeah, just so everybody knows that uh, Ellen Cherry brought her laundry to be done Multitasking. At, at my house during the Multitasking. podcasting. Multitasking so. during a pandemic Anyhow. keeps me out of the public laundry and safer. I'll send you some money, don't worry. Okay. <laughs> You're washing guinea pig things up there. Guinea pig blankets. Hmm. So it's not like they're going to put a foot on your face and yank it out. You don't know that. Oh, we, yeah, I think we've covered the tooth thing. A okay. Enough. So he doesn't want to talk about it. He's sensitive. I'm sensitive about it. I don't because I don't want to have my, I don't want to lose the tooth, but I'm going to lose it. You grew it inside your head like a little baby mm-hmm. in your mouth womb. Yeah. Now it has now, to be. Now you, 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 you pro, pro tooth abortionists out there are trying to violently yank it out of my, out of my jaw. You want to wait into those waters? Yeah. Oh, I, I'm okay with it because I know how I feel. Well, in, in still, luckily in most states, for the safety, for the life of your mouth, you have to sacrifice the tooth. Yeah. So there you go. There's that argument. I understand. Okay. So yesterday. Yes. Um, I was not online very much. I'm no longer um, an active participant in social media. I'm a very um, erstwhile participant. But I know that there was a big annual celebration of um, the best owls on the planet. They are superb. It's called the Superb Owl. The what? What is it? <laughs> what is it called? Superb. Superb. Yes. So, I don't know what happened. It's the superb. We're talking about mouths, and I just started to think, like, how do you say that word? Superb. Mm. Superb owls. So, um, I did not witness the feats of strength that, um, frankly, to I under. Okay, caveat. I know that it's important to keep sports franchise going during a pandemic because. If we don't, I mean, I I really just worry about how men are going to define themselves. 
Like their, their whole identity is going to disappear. So the secondary mm. part of it is I also know in all seriousness that sports franchises, because they're so big in the U.S. and part of a huge part of the economy, that they employ thousands of people. So I understand that. Right. Including many, many, many needy millionaires. Yes. Like we cannot forget the needy millionaires. I don't want them, I don't want them left behind. To go hungry, the owners. Oh, yeah. God. Um, Anyway, so I'm I'm joking. I realize that there's an economy. Please don't be pissed off at me for saying that football isn't important. I just don't think that even a year into a pandemic that it's wise to have 20,000 fans gathered in an enclosed space. To have an event that you purposefully invite people to gather is reckless. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just reckless. Sure. And people are going to get sick because of that event. Um, they, there's no way that they can ensure that there's going to be complete like health and protocol observations happening at this game. So, um, and I'm also like, I'm not interested in watching a lot of TV right now because I don't feel like um, advertisers are marking the, um, the uniqueness of the moment in which you should be promoting safety protocols like all of the actors and commercials should be wearing masks like we are a year into this now Mm -hmm. if you're filming something make a point of it because this is special time and it's not going to last forever but it's going to last for a while longer we are going to be wearing masks in 2022 you and i are still going to be wearing masks and i will be so glad if i'm even vaccinated by then um and the other thing that i wanted to say about that we'll all get to later but okay. you watched the Super Bowl. I did. Uh, thir- three quarters of it. I mean, how do you live with yourself? I don't even know. <laughs> well, uh, I, I'm I, just joking. I live with myself this way, is that all those people who went, and if they, a bunch of people do get sick, and I don't mean to be, you know, macabre in my, in my thinking. We did not pronounce the R. Good how, job. Yeah, macabre. Macabre. Um, Furly. Furly. Is because, you know, the the irony is that if they get really, really sick, you know, they will have to live with the fact that Tom Brady won and everybody apparently hates Tom Brady. Like nobody cheers for that guy. So all these people who are becoming super ill are going to be like, well, at least I saw the super, oh, wait, oh, Brady won. And they're going to be really upset about that. Why do they hate Giselle Bunchen's husband so much? I don't know. And why isn't he known as Giselle Bunchen's husband? Well, you're gonna have to take, take that up with somebody else. Um, I can't tell you. Like it's that's just because the way really it goes. in terms of like the couple, like she's kind of like the star of that couple. I don't know. He's won seven Super Bowls. He's won all time <sighs> NFL's don't greatest care, don't quarterback. Don't care I mean, what is she? She's skinny, she's skinny tall, skater, European, and a model. Um, multilingual. Uh huh. Which already like is, help me help me help me understand what else she's done. Go ahead. I don't really know. She's really done wonders for women and body image. Um, I'm not going to sit here and, dis- and defend Giselle. I'm sure she's done. Some well, you're saying that she was the superstar. But isn't family. okay? So is isn't Tom Brady a Trump supporter? Oh yeah, of course. And why do people hate him so much? I don't because he because he wins. Hate such a strong word. Because well, he's a white male. Oh God, he's give a, me a break. He's a super winning white male. I don't I don't know why they hate him so much. It's like, who cares? Like, like I I watched the. You know, and which I, team is he on? Uh, he's on the Buccaneers. He wasn't on the Patriots. My dad made a joke about that team name on Saturday. Oh. 
feels like it's something about the cost of corn. What's the cost of corn? Oh, it's a buccaneer. In Tampa Bay. Yeah. It's a buccaneer. Mm, dad joke. What's up, Leo? Leo Cherry. Say his real name. Oh, I'll edit it out. Don't worry about it. Don't say his real name. I got it. I'm going to edit it out. Stop it. Um, but the the thing I like about the Super Bowl is really just, it's just an excuse to eat some junk food. and. What junk food did you eat? Uh, I had uh, some chili. With cheese. Uh, oh, yes, of course. Sour cream? No. Beans? Yeah, there were beans in there. Vegetables? Mm, no. I mean, I guess there Meat. was some sort of Rice. green pepper or jalapeno in there or something like that. Mm, who made it? Uh, Tom McHugh. Tom uh, McHugh. They had lasagna, which is a typical Who's Super they? Bowl. Well, Tom was there and his one of, one of his daughters was there. Oh, that's right, Molly. Um, and then uh, <laughs> egg rolls. He had egg rolls. Uh, oh, a traditional superb owl. Yeah. Um, dining choice. Bruschetta. <laughs> for the highbrow. Yes, for the highbrow. For, for the superb. Or like, superior bowl. Cheers with this bruschetta. We should have that was nice, really good too. a dry Chianti. <laughs> or maybe something from the. Uh, oh, my mind just went blank on red wines. Oh, Cabernet Sauvignon. I used to drink a Chateauneuf de Pop. Back when I drank the wines. Mm, that sounds like Giselle's sister. Hmm. Um, anyhow, um, but the thing about watching the Super Bowl was so you had like you, and lasagna. Yeah, yeah, so it was like a, it was like cultural. A lot of representation, a lot of diversity. Americanized cultural cuisine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I put them all together in the same bowl. Um, Just like, so he folded like a piece of lasagna around an egg roll. I put them in a bowl, then I just smothered it in chili. And then you put chili on top of it. Yeah, I used the egg roll as a dipping stick. Um, <laughs> The, uh, but they're watching the watching the commercials. Um, there's this year's commercials. Uh, you know, everyone will argue weren't very good. Uh, there are a couple of really funny ones. You know, GM has made their big push for electric cars, and their commercial was really funny with Will Ferrell. And um, once he found out that GM was going all electric, he was like, "Let's go to Norway and show them up." Um, so it's kind of funny stuff like that. But then. Um, it's really funny being there with Tom because he's a he's a Patriots fan. He's originally in, from Boston, but the Patriots weren't playing. <clears throat> and Tom Brady, who played for the Patriots for twenty years, now plays for the Buccaneers. So you know he's like he enjoys watching that guy. Throw. I'm about to say something really offensive. You say whatever you want. You're just gonna have to be able to be prepared to defend it. I don't know if I should say it. Oh well. Were the Patriots present at the Capitol on January 6th? Well, different Patriots. Different Patriots. Oh, no, not Patriots at all. <laughs> no, the Patriots were not present at the Capitol on January 6th. Those were insurrectionists. They, they were, weren't they? No, the Patriots is a football team of when? Of when? Of where? Uh, they're from Boston. 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 Yeah. So anyhow, so... No offense to the Patriots. I realize that you're not white supremacists. Okay. So or insurrectionists, because mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that. Like I'm not going to whitewash all the insurrectionists at the Capitol and assume that they're white nationalists. So the um the one of the commercials was Bruce Springsteen commercial. Like Bruce Springsteen was you know the centerpiece of this one commercial, which already is like getting its little it's it's getting its praise and its flack for you know he's 
this is his first ever commercial he's ever um, been hired for, sold out to, or however you want to see it. Right. right. What was he promoting? Jeep. Oh, really? And it was this kind of, um, it was a two-minute commercial where he talks about, he, you know, he has his, like, his Bruce Springsteen kind of, well, you know, out there in the middle of the country, it's time for us to understand, the, like, the soil it makes us one or whatever, you know. Um, his, He's like, you know, in Parsippany. Yeah, his, his, his John Ford kind of way of looking at cinematic things and stuff like that. But um, it's all about the little chapel in Kansas that is supposed to be the exact center of the country. Oh, really? Um, and he's talking about how we need to be able to meet in the middle. And so this is kind of like, it doesn't mean if you're red or blue or servant or citizen or yada, 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 which I don't think he actually wrote it. I read an article about it today that said that, you know, somebody else had written the copy. Um, But it's all like, you know, these kind of semi sepia toned images of him driving around this little town and, you know, railroad tracks and streetlights and children and whatever, you know, your Americana type of stuff. Right. And he's driving around in a 1980 Jeep. Um, so I don't know if they're bringing that one back. But Jeep is like, GM, yeah. you're going to go all electric. We're going to go all like... We're going to go way back. Like... <laughs> where, where there weren't catalytic converters. We're going to go... We're going to use all the gas that you're not using. Right. And it's so... It was... It was such a, it wasn't a weird commercial. It was like, yeah, it sounds like, you know, something Springsteen would be writing or something that he would do. But the fact that it was a commercial for a Jeep, um, and I, you know, I was like, I, I felt pretty not weirded out. I just, I was like, uh, I'm not impressed. And of course, Tom being the mega Springsteen fan, he's, he's like, yeah, man, he said it right. And I was like, uh, <laughs> I was like, um, the, the the thing about us meeting in the middle, all of our, our 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 divided country meeting in the middle, if we if we met in the middle, and I met those people with love and understanding, they're meeting me with conspiracy theory about a, a cabal of Satanist cannibals who are you know running the world, and they want to kill pedophiles. me. They, yeah, pedophiles, and they want to kill me. They want to kill you. They're not. They're not about meeting in the middle. They don't want to meet in the middle because it's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, some stuff's going to go down tomorrow, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's truly, like, I'm not that anyone who is a subscriber of QAnon or Conspiracy Theories is listening to this podcast, but who knows? Maybe. Um, Maybe we're part of the cabal. God. It doesn't pay. (laughs) (laughs) It certainly does not pay. Um, That it's... (laughs) extremely cowardly for the president the ex-president I hate that he could still be called president the ex-president Donald Jessica Trump doesn't have to testify or isn't choosing to testify at his own conviction trial well, because he has been impeached this is the second time but it's not it's not a it's not a it's not a criminal trial it's that, a political trial that DJ has been like impeached I know but I think it's quite cowardly that he's not willing to testify on his own defense. And I think that people who are interested and in, who are his supporters should make note of that. That if this is a person that you thought was like strong and, and you know, represents what you feel like 
Real men are. Real men are. <laughs> He's too afraid to testify on his own yeah. behalf at his defense. Okay. It's so cowardly. But it's not out of character. No. It's completely in line with his character. Right. What a relief it's been to not even, like... I, I was, like, so jonesing for a fix, which is not true because I don't care. But I was on one of my favorite websites today looking for something to watch over breakfast. PBS.org. Mm-hmm. Frontline. Mm-hmm. Dun-dun. That's the music. Dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. And I watched um, American Carnage. Oh. And I had avoided the video of Ashley Babbitt getting... Ashley Babbitt? Uh, yeah. Is that her name? That is her name. Yeah, I don't want to botch oh, her name. What's um, her name? Yeah, I don't want to say that. She's a person who... Yeah, she's a human being. Ugh. And I had avoided her, the video of her getting shot, and they show it like... I mean, they warn you in the beginning mm-hmm. of the video. They're like, this is viewer discretion advised, but I just didn't expect them to show that clip. So I saw the clip that you had told me about. Um, it's disturbing, as you would expect it to be. Um, and it's just like the more video footage that comes out of that event, it's like, I don't understand how anyone would only want to even align themselves with the Republican Party at this point. Like, I don't understand how you could not be completely disavowing. I don't understand how the party itself can't disavow this behavior and these people and just say, this is absolutely who we are, not who we are. Well, this is, this is not who, this is definitely who we don't want to be. Right. And the fact that like all of the stuff with, um, what's her name? Congresswoman Green. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that like she was cornered. And so she's like, oh, I guess 9-11 happened. And um, I'm sorry that I said that it didn't. And I'm sorry about like harassing David Hogg. She's not sorry. No, she's not sorry at all. She's, and she is, the thing is that we like, if people think that Donald Jessica Trump was bad, and I'm using his middle name because it's fun for me, and also it gives props to one of my favorite like release valves, Randy Rabo, who mm. calls him Donald Jessica Trump. So I want to give Randy Rainbow credit for that, but I just think it's a nice way to disarm, a, you know, what I normally would call him in my mind. I'm not going to say in front of gentlemen like you. <laughs> I don't want to offend you. Yeah, you don't want to offend me. But old DJ is like nothing compared to Green. She is like him souped up. And we need to keep an eye on her. Oh, yeah. Because this is not new. It's not even 100 years ago. Look at the Reichstag. (laughs) Look at the history. Like... In the late 20s, early 30s, what was happening in German parliament? <laughs> it's like, uh Anyway. Well, it was, um, it was, I was talking to you the like other day about... Like, there's people that are just, like, purporting these crazy things. And, like, if, if you think that her saying that Jewish people, the Rothschilds paying for a laser to start the wildfires is crazy, it is so, so not very different from what people were saying about Jews in Germany. Yeah. And the awful things that they were capable of and that they had horns and that they had this or that they were running the entire world. or It's just like, 
I'm, it's so boring. It's so boring. Their thinking is so boring to me. It has no imagination. It's just bonkers. Well, one, one would argue that a giant space laser starting fires is, a, is somewhat imaginative, but it's more delusional. That's what I mean. It's not imagination. Because I, the, the word imagination to me connotes like a helpful fantasy. Mm-hmm. Like you are imagining how things could be different. If you're imagining misery, I don't know if I would put that. I mean, I'm sure it's under the realm of the word, the definition of the word imagination. Mm-hmm. But I think of imagination being like, I had a dream and it was like unicorns and then there was a water slide. And also I swam in a lake near the Dolomites. I'm imagining that. Mm. Aren't you just kind of projecting your future dreams of yes. what you want to have happen? Please let me get a vaccine so I can use my passport before it expires in 2022. Mm. Well, the yeah, the Marjorie, the the big difference between Trump and Green is that Trump had an agenda for himself, whereas Green has an agenda that's built on I don't know, um, ir- the irrational ramblings of people who don't know how to read. And. Yeah, and her interest is not necessarily... I don't know. Like, I don't really know that much about her, so I shouldn't necessarily be talking about her, but what I've seen so far is that, like... Well, that's not going to stop her from talking about other things, so... It's just, like... uh, I would love for the people of Georgia and her district to come forth and say, yes, this is what we believe here. We have... We've decided to put it into our textbook. I can't believe she was on an education committee. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the Republican Party to me just looks like a big pile of trash eating trash. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that like the Democrats are any better. As a registered Democrat, it's frequently like, come on, you guys. Well, as a, as, a, as at least as of right now, we're dealing with facts. But I think what you're what you're talking about, or what 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 the fear is, is that there's there we've gotten so far away from having standards of decency and self-respect and respecting each other and being able to you know use logic and things being fact-based and experience-based and now it's fantasy-based and that's you know the one thing that the that the we have to do fantasies are so mean well of course because all those people they're cruel well because the the reality of the situation is to understand it you would actually have to put the time in to read about it You'd have to put, you actually have to put in the time to read about it and to think about it and think about how other people are being affected other than you. And that goes against the very core um, uh, attitude or, I don't know what I would call it, um, standard of, I got mine. You're trying to take mine away from me. This is, this is mine. This is, this, I've earned this. This is mine. You can't have this. And so there's a selfishness about it that's like, yeah, like I, I nobody wants to, and I'm going to say it because I'm going to say it. Nobody re- really likes to hear that they're a racist. And and before anybody can say, well, but they are. I know, I get that. I'm I'm with you 100. percent However, when you've lived your entire life understanding one narrative. And then suddenly to have it revealed to you that that narrative is, I don't want to say 100% false, but is different than the reality, has some things in common, but, you know, you really need to rethink everything. 
it's really hard to take. It is hard to take. And it's hard to accept. Okay, but I had to go through that understanding. Right, and let's go ahead and put this in context. You are a college-educated, well-read, well-traveled person. Wiping off my shoulders? Yeah. That's, you're not the problem. I, well, I have the problem sometimes. You're not the problem. Not in the conversation we're having right now. That's not that you're, you're not a problem that way. You know, yeah, I know right now you're covering up the granola that you're eating so you don't, we don't hear it in your, there you go. And the only, the only thing that you have to worry about right now is the fact that, and I've noticed this lately, you're eating, you're chewing more and more like a guinea pig. Now you're acting like a guinea pig who's just been discovered. There she goes. Weak, 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 weak. Yep, there you go. So, but that's that's what I think. Like when we we've w- talked about this before, it's a failure of education. Well, yeah, and and what are you going to do? It, it, the the failure of, of education is the failure to reinf- to establish and reinforce standards. Like we've been letting things go and letting things go, and when education becomes a, a service industry where the customer is always right and the teachers are morons. It's such a waste of capital. Sure. By creating... Like, that's the thing that annoys me the most about even seeing my own curiosity diminish with the use of social media. Mm -hmm. Like, I actually feel like I had... I feel like social media, media and the internet has in some ways crippled... My curiosity machine. Yeah, you used to have you have to you used to have to go out to find that stuff. Right, I would have to find somebody to talk to me about it, whether right. it was a book or a movie, or an expert of some kind. Right. Now it just shows up on your feed. And now it's yeah, exactly. I mean, that's not uncommon. It's been happening to us in yeah, earnest for the last ten to fifteen years. Yeah. Um, and I can tell you that the other insidious side effect of that, because I've been on Facebook for fourteen years now. Um, is that at the beginning of the year, I was just like, okay, I'm going to be on Facebook, Instagram, Monday, Wednesday, Friday for a total of about 20 or 30 minutes total on those days. I didn't miss it. I don't miss it at all. And the last six weeks of that, I've read three books. I've used the time better, but I I also have to say that like, my attention span is not what it was because mm-hmm. reading has become like this thing where I'm constantly like, I feel like I'm training my, my brain like a, a new puppy. Mm-hmm. Back to the page, back to the page, back to the page. You said you were going to sit here on 20 minutes and read this or however long I've decided I'm going to read mm-hmm. and really focus on that and trying not to let my mind wander. And like ramping up my, you know, like it has affected my, like I said, my curiosity machine in that, I've, I've observed for myself that one of the best ways that I can be anti-racist and anti-misogynist is to be curious about the other person. And, you know, like, not asking questions like, where are you from, but saying, like, where did you grow up? Tell me about your childhood. Or, you know, like, tell me who you are. Asking open questions rather than leading questions. And... It becomes harder because we feel like we know everything. And, sure. I, you know, that's one of the things that I've always sort of prided myself on is that I feel like 
it's kind of an illusion for me to say that I'm an expert at anything because I don't feel expert at stuff. Right. I feel like I always have like miles to learn on anything. Yeah. Oh my goodness, the learning curve is 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 pretty I steep. Eat, I have to eat some more granola. Um, uh, uh, well, the, and the thing you're talking about with reading is uh, Nicholas Carr talked about that in his book, The Shallows. Mm-hmm. Um, he talked about reading stamina. Um, and the good news is that reading stamina comes back. That's good. But that's also, you know, our lives being online as much as they are and being expected to to kind of give in because everybody else has given in. And so it, that question of like, well, where is... Where does that source of information come from if you're not getting it online? Because nobody else is, you know. Well, that's not true. You can find it on. I mean, you listen. To, I listen to a. I listen to a ton of radio. I'm always listening to um, NPR and and those shows, and they're well produced, and I like mm-hmm. them. And they push me to find other things. And um, you know, the New Yorker is a really valuable resource too, in terms of that. So, but. Uh, what was I just going to mention a few minutes ago? I said, I'll get to that later. What was that? Oh, that's your thinking stamina. Yep. You've been distracted by granola. It was after dentistry. Mm-hmm. What was it? We should probably start keeping notes when we do that. Oh, I think it was about the superb owl. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you watch the halftime show? I did. What was your opinion on it? Because there's like so many opinions on it. Um, well, it's the weekend. What? I thought it was Monday. I know. Ha ha ha. Can um, you say weekend? I thought it was weekend. Well, I... The I, weekend. I have no idea. There's no E in it. Let me let me check my social media feed and I'll find out. Is he a guinea pig fan? The weekend. He, weekend. He, he might be. I, I don't think so. Um, it was, um... I don't even know anything about the weekend. I, I don't know anything about him either. Um, other than like you know, I mean, he's popular and people seem to like him. Um, he was dancing a lot. Uh, what kind of dancing? I, I with his feet. Describe. Um, so it was like side to side, or was it like yeah? Well, involved? it was a little Michael Jackson esque. I'll probably be wrong in my descriptions because I don't, I don't know. So I there mean, was like moonwalking. Yeah, it was like R and B dancing. I don't know. Mm. Like I have no idea. So there was um, like. It's but, the opposite of what I did on EWTN when I was a member of the band Crispin. Yes, because you weren't allowed to gyrate because of your filthy, filthy hips. I was not supposed to move anything between my neck and my knees. Only female member of the band, only person talked to about that. Well, anyway, thanks. Hashtag yes. 1998. Right. Hashtag filthy body. <laughs> no, I just took a shower. Your your <coughs> filthy filthy femaleness. So you your watch feminine wiles. You watch the weekend. So weekend. So he did. Um, like I don't know any of his songs, but he he sang or lip synced or sang or who knows. Um, and the, for the past year and a half, I get, he had a record that came out not too long ago. But his whole persona for the past year has been one where like he had these pictures of him with a bloody nose, looked like he'd been beaten up or something. Yikes. And that went on and on and on. And then he started showing up um, with bandages on his face. And and then just right before the Super Bowl, um, he showed up and he looked like he was completely healed. And he was saying, like, well, I, I was making a statement about um, Hollywood and media and our perception of what it means to be attractive or whatever. And I was like, okay. Well. Hmm, that's interesting. I thought it was more like he was just talking about, like, don't get in fights, maybe. Look out. Protect your, protect your face when you're... The, the, the one picture I saw was a very 
um, beautiful looking person mm-hmm. in a red jacket. Mm-hmm. He's sparkly red jacket. Sparkly red jacket. The weekend. Yes. Surrounded by what appeared to be men wearing jackets and um, wearing diapers on their heads. Yes, those were the bandages. Yes. Why did they look so much like diapers um, or like athletic supporters that they had like whitey tinies that they were like, don't worry about it. Just bring your whitey tinies. Yeah, I don't know. Tidy whiteys. I, I think that was probably tidy whiteys. Tidy whiteys. I think that was a, a production misstep, perhaps. But there's like a whole like the part. Of, I think part of it was definitely pre-recorded. Uh, it seemed that way. I could be wrong, but like um, the way he came out on the on the stage you know it was that iconic like two doors opened up and there's this big light and all this smoke and he comes like emerging from there and dancing and then he in the middle of the of the show he he dances back in there and then there's a camera and he's in this like hall of mirrors and it's like a maze or whatever Hmm. and i thought i I thought oh this is so spinal tap he's gonna get caught in there he's not gonna know (laughs) how to get out but i I really kind of want to see it now i think what they really i think they filmed that earlier because, you know, he's in there, and the next thing you know, he's on like top of some other structure somewhere right. else. I'm like, okay, you know, dude, you didn't Lady Gaga like fly in from the edge or something? Yeah, they they like she parachuted or dropped in, or she was some sort of crane swung her around or something. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, like honestly, rest in peace. We no one will ever <laughs> rest ev- in peace, Lady Gaga. <laughs> never top Prince. Never top Prince. God, his performance. I'm going to watch it again. It was so good. I'm going to watch a little bit of The Weeknd because uh-huh. um, I'm going to try to get people to say it like that. Okay. Well, <laughs> just kidding. Good, good luck on your campaign. Um, yeah. I, oh, I have a question about a word, but go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I like, I sort of, I, I longed for the left shark funniness. From oh, yeah, Katy, Katy Perry. Perry. Yeah, because she did that and then it was left. Everything. There were so many puppets in her performance i know and all, all people could talk about is left shark and i never understood that left shark wasn't doing the dance moves i thought he was just being himself yeah and i was like well what's wrong with that no he was what's wrong with, what's wrong with dancing your to your own steps he wasn't doing the dance moves why 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 do you have to do the dance moves because you're paid to do them well that's no fun i don't understand dancing anyhow so and this can be verified by many sources <laughs> so okay you had a question about a word I commented last week on Facebook something about um, prefer. Somebody had said something about history buffs, and I said jokingly, "We prefer the uh, term history, history nerds, nerds. Yeah. unite." And somebody commented and said, "It's not wrong to be interested in history, especially Baltimore history." And I wrote back <laughs> and said, "Because I was like, maybe I'm, you know, like I'm not trying to be mean, but." I know that the word nerd has been used pejoratively. So I looked it up and yeah, it's a terrible word. It's a word that means like you're like gross basically and like annoying. Uh-huh. And like, I think there was like... Like a spaz. Sort of. And then yeah. also like, but also physically repulsive. Yeah. Right, right, right. And so I was like, okay. So I just wrote back and, you know, and that's all in the spirit of good fun because I wasn't trying to like be mean or anything. I was just trying to like say, hey, it's cool to be a history nerd. And I was like, I'm on a co-opt, or I'm on a campaign. The word campaign reminded me of that. I'm on a campaign to remove the word from its pejorative negative connotation. Yeah. And that I think we should unionize. I think nerds should have a union. Uh-huh. <laughs> like collective bargaining. 
Well, there's a, a, a few things about this that you should know. One, um, I think nerd, the word nerd and the terminology and how we use it has has naturally evolved out of the... Yeah, bullying. Well, the, 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 the typical view of a nerd, like what, you know, is somebody who is, you know, physically underdeveloped, is wearing clothes that don't really fit them, and they have, like, you know, flood pants, and they have these glasses that are broken, and, you know, they're, you know, whatever. Um, but I think over the time, using, using nerd as a noun we've turned it into this verb i was nerding out about mm -hmm. which was also a sign of like hey i'm really into this and you know investigating and and there's ownership right of that um now your whole thing about nerds uniting brings me back to the oh, has not aged very well in terms of you know um the messages of uh include oh wow it's been 45 minutes. Inclusiveness. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> it distracted you. It did. Because I'm, you know, it's, I don't think it's a, a, a great example of promoting feminism, but Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> at the end, at one point, Anthony Edwards says, until nerd persecution stops, we must continue this fight or Anthony something. Anthony Edwards says that? Yeah. yeah. He was in it with Robert Carradine. Oh, man. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Curtis Armstrong. I know the whole thing. <laughs> Timothy Busfield's in it. This is a funny movie. <laughs> not entirely. It has not aged well. But I love that part. Like many of our movies from the 80s. Well, when he, when he, yeah. When he talks about nerd persecution, I think it's just really funny. <laughs> so, anyhow, the music's come off. This is it. That's the time. That's all we can waste of people's times. Well, we're not wasting anybody's time. No, it's been good to, talk, to chat with you. It's been so long. It has been. It's been a while. Right? I, I was thinking about going on a sabbatical and... Starting another pandemic? <laughs> Are you going to ignite another pandemic? I don't know. Well, I don't, I don't think the you... The butterfly ign effect? I don't think you ignited the pandemic. Andrew Grimm goes on sabbatical and yeah. all of a sudden... Yeah, the, the bats were sympathetic in, in, their, in their COVID. And they're like, yeah, well, join it with you. They're, you unionized with the bats for everyone to have a sabbatical. I don't want to be responsible for that. It's sabbatical. Get it? <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, it's good to see you, Ellen Cherry. It's good to see you, Andrew Grimm. Uh, I, I wish you well. Thanks. Uh, hey, if I was looking for some of your music, where would I find it? EllenCherry.bandcamp.com slash subscribe. Wow, cool. And mine is uh, junestar.bandcamp.com forward slash subscribe. All right. So you take care of yourself. I will. You All right. Too. I'll see you up there at my washer when we put your clothes in the dryer. Don't be telling my personal business. She dries her clothes, ladies and gentlemen. But she doesn't use bounce sheets. Weird. <laughs> Weird. Weird. All right. Weird. Bye. Bye. Weird. Weird. Oh, log in. Accoutrement. Da 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 da